Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Sometimes I got to be as plain as possible so people just gravitate. I know you're different from the, the artist. I'm going to say his name. I know you're different from that artist. But the duality you're talking about, I'm like, yay, right? Yay, producer, also rap. We know that the beats is a certain way. Mm-hmm. And then what he say, rhyme-wise, it's kind of like, you know what I mean? Like you understand him right. as when he in that zone. But right. then he got being Jay Z producer did the beats, and then this billionaire persona, right. and then trying to do the, 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 the politics thing. And then the that's a lot thing. of shit going. Yeah, that's too. A lot. That's a lot going but, on. But it's all part of him. So it's like, yeah, but hold on. But 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 now you like you were saying, and on. So when it comes time to make that album, which one are you gonna be? Or are you gonna be all of them? It starts to get crazy. You can't help. But be all of them. What are you gonna be on your new music? I'm curious. I want to know. Be me. I'm always been. successful. Yeah. The answer is successful. I'm, I'm gonna be the guy that that knows a lot okay. more than the guy the right, that you met years right, ago. The right A and R on your team. The right people on your team at that time when you were 19 years old. There's is more that goes into it than just picking beats. First of, of all, they have to establish a level of trust with you. Whereas a 19 year old is gonna look at you and go, "What you tell me to do." I'm going to trust you and do that, mm. right? And that, that's, that's the start, because otherwise, I'm going to do what I want to do. That's the artist attitude. I'm going to do what I want to do. What the fuck are you talking about? You don't know me. You don't know nothing. I'm going to do what I want to do. All right, okay. I can't work with this kid. I can't work with him. You got to let him do what he's going to do, and he's going to fall on his face a bunch of times. You just got to hope that one time when he falls on his face, you don't do too much damage. You don't break his nose into his brain. Maybe he just lose a couple teeth, bust right. a bit. He'll come back. That's a bad artist. Like me, I didn't do that. I went to Rock Him Crib five times, five days in a row before he would even do the record with me. First two days, he didn't even talk to me. I didn't say a word. Sat in the corner like this, this man rolled his blunt for him, his rock. Rolled his blunt for him, passed to him. After maybe the third day, they passed the blunt to me. Right? Mm-hmm. So I already knew how to behave around my elders, man. The stuff you're talking about, I don't really know. Why artists would do that? You just, you just running into a brick wall, man. You're gonna no, kill yourself. I'm taking mm-hmm. examples from your story. So, yeah, being, couple- so to try to be successful, what I'm saying. And when it came time to like rock him to do the record, they would say, "Hey, my deep, my A and R kept asking because nobody was allowed to go except me." Dino was like, "Yo, how much rival for the track?" I said, "I don't know." Every day he asking me, "I don't know, I don't know." He said, "Yo, well, ask him." I asked him, "Why? How much you want for the track?" Mm-hmm. So he said. So he said, man, just ask him. So I never did. Dino had to go ask him. Ross said, yo, talk to Bert. So Bert is Bert Padel, room 112, where the players dwell. That's where he was all, he did account for everybody. Right. So, so Bert said eight, right? Came back, said he went eight. I went to Eloise, Brian, Brian Universal, told Eloise to cut Rod check for 13. You know what I'm saying? That's on my heartbeat. Why? Because. I really did like love Rise, a lyricist. If he wanted eight, eight to take care of some shit to get straight, the 13, so do what you want to do. Right. That was my, I had a budget. That's my right. gratitude. That was my way of, you know what I'm saying? Same thing. And I did that with all G-Rap, all of the niggas I loved. I really like came out the pocket and did with it, especially when I had a budget. I was reckless with the budget because that was my way of showing that, yo, it's no lip service. I really like, I really look up to you without having to say that more than once or twice, right. right? Right. So being the being successful part, I get it. It's just that line of the duality which you're talking about, where you want to. That's why I was saying to you, like, I really do want to be a part of something where, not like the careless one trying to build the nation of hip hop or the temple of hip hop and it never get built. Mm-hmm. 
something that like this is a landmark. Y'all should know that this is a landmark. Absolutely. And 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 you, you do gotta like have a like a, a timeout, like the Ivory people have a timeout zone or a safe space right. for, for our folks because they get jammed up, man, where it's like, yo, they gotta flex with the rhymes, but yo's bigger than that, man. Yeah. It's not about no rhymes. Mm-hmm. You probably one of the only ones that made it through the battle circuit to this. Name another one. It ain't happened. Nems is different. I look at Nems as got on because what he did and what have you, the struggle. Mm-hmm. But remember that whole the Everlast, the Vinny Pass, the Ill Build, they kind of get like a pass to, you know, go, they can go overseas and get with a DJ Scribble or go do a tour for years and come back with bread. And they didn't have to jump rope the way that we did. Right. So it, it's necessary to create that kind of safe space because right. we don't really have a, a fallback or a safety net. And a lot of people, all, the, all niggas do got is rap. You know what I mean? I'm a captain. You know what I mean? I can captain my yacht and pull up to that shit. I'm not, I'm just, I'm telling you, that's the reality. Right. I could literally pull up, niggas gonna be with their phones like, yo, who's that? That's cannabis? And I can pull up and play second round, just ignorant shit, mm-hmm. right? I'm not gonna do that, but I can do it though. Right. But I would have done it without anybody help. See, that's the difference between, like what I went through, God was really on my back. I'm learning lessons, it's things that I had to go through. Right. But I'm trying to give back too. Mm-hmm. It's just difficult for me to give back without the cosign. Because mm-hmm. then it looks like, oh, you're just trying to sell records or you're just trying to, I don't know, clean it up. Or, uh, so you, the cosign is important. I don't feel like you need a cosign. I feel like it's more of you just need an area of no conflict. You dig what I'm saying? And in the same way that you looked at the life after death cover. And you was like, y'all don't know if you're gonna make it. Listening to your rhymes, you had to know. I don't know if people are gonna like really fuck with me because I'm basically shitting on everybody on on a record. Mm. You dig what I'm saying? Mm. I'm putting off this persona like I'm better than you. The reason I said the rhyme, the greatest rapper of all time, down on March 9th, I didn't say it because I was trying to capture a moment. That shit, that would have been crazy to say it for that reason. I appreciate I, you for that line, by the way. I said it yeah. because I was in Tim Dog Patterson's office when Puff, when he called Puff on the Jack, on the StarTech Razor Jump, and Puff answered the phone. He was on the speedboat and hypnotized. It was on the speedboat. I heard the helicopter. He said, yo, baby, I can't hear you. Talk up. It was on the speedboat. And he was like, yo, man. Wait till you see it. We, Puff was precise, man. He was happy. He was like, yo, man, yesterday I was driving backwards in the drop E, nigga. Wait till you see it. I was doing 80 miles an hour. He was hype, right? And he said, yo, I'm, I'm going to send you the footage. So I said, and this is on my heartbeat. Pardon me, I farted. I said, <laughs> I said, <laughs> that's what I said to dog. Now remember, I'm just an intern. I'm Manage Lost Boys, co-manage Lost Boys, but I'm an intern. The dog rarely listened to me. He took the phone and he said, what again? I said, tell him to come home. Because it was hot yeah. at that time right. for him out there in LA. Right. And I said, yo, tell him to come home. He said, yeah, so daddy, so look. So we shot, y'all got like what? One more day to shot this a rap with? He said, nah, we got two more days to the shot. This puffs in. So he said, all right, so look. So after that, y'all wrapping up, coming on after the three days. He said, nah, nigga, we out here for two weeks. So then Dog was like, two weeks? He's like, yeah, we got awards and shit to go to, all that. I'm sitting in the room, you hear me, man? I'm looking at them old ass phones with the intercom shit, right? Puff used to throw a lot of those against the wall, you know what I'm saying? So the temp dog, niggas get angry. Right. And I said, I said, yo. So I stopped saying anything. Tell him come on, I wasn't saying that no more. Like a week later, a couple days later, what happened happened. I said it because of that. That's why I wrote that line. Because it was just so close to home. You know, a woman and you're on a speedboat and you're in LA and everything's good. And then the next minute, you know what I mean? The whole world is going crazy because, you know what I mean? It's like a way at the pop. So I saw how 
it goes too far. Right. And there'll be brothers that be in like, oh, tell them to come home. I'm one of them niggas. I'm mm -hmm. still that guy. Right. Tell them to come home, man. Tell them to go ahead and fix that up. You know, let's move that out, fix it up. You know what I mean? And I know that there's 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 things that is trying to prevent brothers like me, like how you got to this, you got right. to this first down, touchdown, really, Super Bowl kind of thing. Right. From 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 being that that different wing, it's an option, it's an exit on the highway that niggas get on the highway and can't get off. And you gotta provide that for them. Yeah, you gotta provide it for them. Little time out for roadside them. assistance. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I ain't gonna deviate no more, but yeah. Well, I gotta, I, w I wanted to talk to you about something that after, you know, smoke cleared, I can see how the industry and the experience that you had in it was really conflicting. How did you get to the point where you said, I'm gonna join the army? Mm. 2001. The towers happened. Changed New York forever. Yeah. Even though everybody that listened to rap music was able to escape the reality of what happened in New York and what how it was going to change both the USA and the world, right. was able to escape through that. Some people probably don't even remember you know, the towers and how that changed America and the rest of the world forever because they were busy doing something else. Yeah. Rap music was one of those, you know, distractions. Mm -hmm. I was in the, in a situation where, you know, I took it kind of serious because I used to live right over there across the, across the water, Jersey City, the place called Avalon Cove. 6555 Avalon Cove, mm. not too far from Newport Mall. In the gym over there in the treadmill, not like I needed the cardio, but I go in there because I was paying like 3400 a month. Penthouse, I figured, why not? If we go in the gym, stink up the equipment for a little while. Right. When I used to jog, I was looking at windows of the world, the towers. You know what I mean? So, and I, I did for the Spin Magazine, I took a shot where I, I flew around. They took the door off West Side Highway, that little helicopter joint, and I had them take the door off, but they took the door off, and I was hanging out the motherfucking chopper in front of the towers. So I took all that serious. Mm. And in my mind, I was thinking to myself, you know what? <clears throat> I need to do something else before I get too old. I, at that time, I thought that this rap thing, that it, them issues with the institutions was never gonna go away. It was so heavy. I was like, you know what? I'm still young enough. I can still sprint. I can still, you know what? I can still get busy a little bit, like physically and what have you. So I said, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and take this little ass bad test, you know, and I wanna fly jets. I was so serious about it. I went to Westchester, New York, Westchester, Yonkers, man, to go get laser surgery for six bands. You know what I mean? Three bands of eye. I was so serious, right? Mm -hmm. By the second best doctor in the world, he had the steadiest hands in the world, eye doctor. Cut the corneal flap over, peel it back. You know, they take a little eyeball, pretty ass nurses rubbing this nicotine or something <laughs> on your eye, <laughs> overcame, numb it. Right. And then they take the clip and they pull the eyeball out. And then they take the laser thing, <laughs> and you can smell the flesh of your eyeball burning. And so burnt the cones and I could see. I could jet ski without glasses, do whatever, you know, salt water, jet skiing in Miami. I could do all the contacts. I could do all that. Right. Because those are clear frames. Yeah, right. Did that to go to the service. Come to find out 27, 28 is the cutoff date for, you know, any type of jet flying, any jet flight school, all that, right? right. So then I was stuck with, so then at that point, I had done all that work and shit. I'm, I said, I'm like, well, I'm going somewhere anyway. Right? Mm -hmm. I would have went to Ukraine back then. Right. <laughs> like, you know what I'm right. saying? I was right. trying to get away and go do something else to define myself right. to myself, right? And so I did, I followed all the way through with it. I'm, I was a striker driver, you know what I mean? Um, troop transport, you know, we used to carry Marines. We used to, you know, a big ram drop. Striker is an eight-wheel vehicle, 40 tons. It's got eight wheels, four on that side, 
rabbit mode, turtle mode, you know what I mean? Two transports, a lab 25, like a serious piece of equipment. Right. And I'm probably the only one in the room that can drive it, yeah? Except for my man over here, right. <laughs> Masadisa, right. and then Cali Rex, like he drive M1 Abrams. Right. So this is something that like we can do. If something happened right now, it's enough people in here to fit in the striker. I know how to get in there, drop the ramp. You know what I'm saying? And y'all jump in there, right? right? You understand? Rap to me was something that I knew that if I didn't get away from it and do something else, I'd have been stuck with that forever. So I tried to do something else. Right. And I did. And you did. Right. Were there any experiences over there that you remember that made you feel like this was, this is why this was worth it? Now, over there, meaning over in Afghanistan or Iraq, mm -hmm. I didn't go. I had trained with my troop, Pat Tillman, Patrick Tillman, I don't know if anybody remembers him. You know, he was a ranger. We used to PT on the same field in Tacoma, Washington. And Pat Tillman, like, you know, died, you know, by fratricide. I mean, it was a big thing for us there at the, I mean, I know that everybody in this room don't necessarily, couldn't maybe wrap their mind around how serious that was, but if you look it up on the internet, you'll still see you know, crumbs and threads about it. And it was so, Pat Tillman played for the Patriots. He was, he was, he gave all that up. Basically he did what I did. Yeah. Like exponential though, it was exponential. He had, he was millionaire. He had the H2 Hummer, you know what I mean? It was crazy he, what he, he went did. into the Marines. No, right. he went into the Rangers. The Rangers. Yeah, mm. on the first, you know what I mean? And he mm. was there like, we used to PT on the same field, I see him. Coming in and out of Madigan Gate at, um, you know, Fort Lewis, he had an H2. And for some reason, I had a, I had a 67, 68 Camaro. It was yellow with black racing stripes. It was like Bumblebee, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, I got that. Um, I got that because, you know, when you're speeding and you're in a foreign, you know, these Ivy boys not letting you go. Yeah. When you got an American muscle and say, hey, son, you know how fast you was going, son? Officer, I apologize. I just got it out the shop. What you got under the hood? You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's American. Right, right, right. I'm giving that away, you know, because it's true. Yeah. And, you know, you slow down there, son, all right? Yes, yes sir, officer. You know what I mean? Right. Get my idea and stuff. So every single time going in and out of Madigan Gate, Tillman would see me and wave at me because everybody wanted to know what was under the hood. It was an LT-198 VET engine in a 67, 68 Camaro. I used to spank the Subarus, all that. It was a seven-speed Richmond transmission, five-point roll cage, five-point seatbelt harness, stainless steel fuel cell, no AC, just heat. You know what I mean? The car was retarded, man. Shout out to David Curtis for that. Man. You know what I mean? Shout out to Bumblebee. Yeah, Bumblebee. So, I was a good soldier, man. I was the nastiest striker driver, like, out. Sergeant Major always wanted to ride with me. We called Sergeant Major when I got to the troop and I seen his picture on the wall because when you get to your barracks, you got the president's picture, vice president, you know what I'm saying, uh, secretary of defense. You have all, right? Yeah. And um, so our major's picture was up there. And, uh, he looked like 50, man. He looked like 50 cent. He looked like 50. <laughs> right. He looked like Curtis Gadsden. Yeah. I remember saying, he looked like 50. And from that, all the brothers would be like, yo, 50 coming? You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. it's like, the army, the army was, uh, the army is a complicated thing to different generations. The armed services is complicated for different generations. But my time in the army, in spite of the fallen and what happened to America and the world, like how things turned out, um, in spite of that, I had a good time. There was a lot of great relationships. Shout out to DJ Porter Rock, you know what I'm saying? Pablo Cruz. When I showed up to my barracks, he was playing Wu-Tang, man. I was kind of nervous even showing up there. And when I heard, hey, you, you know, Juan Corral, you don't know me. And then I heard the rest of you know what I'm saying? Yo, I'm on atomically. Socrates from Lazarus. I love you. Yo, yo, you know what I mean? Protect your neck. I heard that coming out the barracks window. It totally broke that. It's like what you said. <sighs> yeah. You know? Yeah. But the Tillman thing, I ain't going to front, man. No chasing, man. When that happened to Tillman, what I had exactly a, happened? 
he, he, he was, uh, he was, he was, he was, he was KIA um, or, or, or fratricide. You know what I mean? Like, uh, he was, he was killed. Fratricide means friendly fire. Friendly fire. Friendly fire. Yeah. And um, you know, I remember, I remember, uh, one one time when we were we were coming back from a, from a jog, you know, one k jog, we coming back, and uh, there was a gate out the backs where they used to PT in the pool. And he was going down. They were all going down, but it was Tillman's turn, and he went down into the pool. And uh, there were scubas in the pool, maybe about three scubas already in the pool. And so, you know, he went down there. He was down there about a minute and a half, right? Maybe two minutes. Then he started coming up because this is their drill. So we stand by the gate looking. So then he's coming up. When he comes up or trying to come up, they grab him, and he can't come up. And so he thinks they're playing and stuff. You know, it feels like somebody's playing, you know, so he like stop playing a little bit of wiggling. You see it get more intense he's running out of air. Then you just see he start throwing scubas out the pool. This is from underwater. You know what I mean? Scuba divers get thrown out of the pool. So then two more scubas jump in. And then and then they trying to hold then another two scubas jump. It took about six scubas to hold him down and take him to the bottom. It took him to the bottom, all bubbles. Then they pulled him right back up and then brought him back, right? Mm. When he got up, he started body slamming him, right? Mm. Spit out the water, he got up, he started body slamming stuff, and then Colonel, Colonel walks over and like, you know, bow, right to the chest. You, you a fucking ranger or what, Tillman? See, yes, sir, he said, then act like one, right? And when he moved his hand, he had his ranger tabs. So, you know, I saw that on my own too. So now you know what it feels like to drown. Brothers will bring you back if they can. That kind of movie shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I just looked at that and I'm saying, that's at that moment I was saying, I was like, what the fuck am I doing here, really, though? <laughs> 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 wow, man. That's a lot. Shout out to all our service members, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Conus, overseas. Yeah. My dad is, is former military. Yeah. Yo, Talib Kweli got a show. Right. People I gotta party. say this. Shout out Talib. Shout out, shout out to Talib. Talib made a verse saying something crazy about cannabis joining the army. Right. I can say this with a smile because I love Talib. We talked about it. He mm. was very honest, and he just kept it above. Was like, yo, cannabis. I didn't know. Right. But at that time, I was in formation. So I made you the same one fifty hardcore. You do not want to play with fifty. Mm. Right. M7, Gucci seats, interior, you know what I'm saying? Spit shine boots. You did not go to, you did not want to play with 50. Man. Right. 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 So now the song, I didn't even know it came out, right? I'm in formation. Saw major screams out the out the thing. Williams, get the fuck in here. Right? In front of everybody. So I run in there. Double time in there. You know, stand in formation. So he says, sit down. You know what I mean? Then first off says, no, I want him standing. So, so now I stand. So, Did I tell you to get at rest, at ease? Go back to formation, right? Uh, so then he goes, goes over to the record player on the TV, presses play on the joint. He says, you know, they, I don't know, as manager, as cannabis manager, you know, I'm gonna join the army, as cannabis manager. I don't yeah. know what the fuck that shit was that I heard. Yeah. But he said, who the fuck is Taliban Kweli? <laughs> Does that sound like I made that up? <laughs> no. No, no, not at all. I hope so. At that moment, I realized that I abandoned hip hop, but not that's how for the wrong reasons. But that's how we felt. But when he said that, yeah. I realized, I also realized that even then, I just needed a hug. And he was talking about something that we all got somebody in the service right, right. that either is related to us, mm -hmm. that lives in the home with us, right. or, you know, that we, you know, children we sent off, right? right. It's so, it, it, the, the, the culture 
black culture in America is so immersed in service, armed forces service, right. that there's no, you cannot get, it, you can't even deny that when he said that in my mind, I'm like, damn nigga, you just dissed an entire, you know, country, a population, you know, more than you can count just to get at cannabis and make me feel like silly or stupid or whatever. Yeah. And you cost me a whole lot of issues standing in there with Sergeant Major. What was the mm. issue? Who the fuck is Taliban quality? What would you say? <laughs> <laughs> what would you say? I love you. I want that's why you're a pro. So what he's a rapper. You couldn't really do that with all Sergeant Major, but but tell me, like, like I feel like he's it? a rapper. He's a rapper. And wrong answer. I looked at him with the most puppy dog eyes ever, man. So I mean, I don't know what that is. I've been here training with y'all for a year and a half. <laughs> I don't want to know Taliban. I don't even want to know him. You would have got smoked, bro. Bro, for that? Yeah. You would have got smoked. Yeah. <laughs> because you train with these guys, mm -hmm. right? And then if that narrative slips into just the wrong, aloof mind, man, they think that I'm there to like, you know, go create mutiny or go left, or I'm not really there for the reasons I'm there for, which is to like, yo, mm -hmm. I want to add on to what, right. you know, the hearts right. and minds. That's right. what we were trained. Right. Right. So I was so fucking angry That's about that. Right. A Taliban I was so angry, not just at him, but hip hop in general, because it's like, that's how they look at me, man. That's what they would do for no fucking reason. Right. It's like, was the line, the, you know, I never had nobody come to me and say the line was hot. But I love Talib now, we talking now, yeah, but yeah, at yeah. the time, yeah. it's like, what did you get for that? Yeah. At least Young Z. I love Young Z. Let's give it up for Young Z. Young Z came to me and Rod Digger. Young Z came to me and said one time, we went to Shaq's crib. And Young Z straight up just told me, man. It was like one of the first things he said to me. He said, yo, you know me and you got the birthday on the same day, right? I said, nah, I didn't know that. He said, come on, bitch, I love you. He said, yo, I did Eminem joint. I made 800,000, man, for that first publicity check, man. He came out straight out. He said, yo, I made 800, yo, you can't see my crib with binoculars, man. You need binoculars to see my crib. I started laughing. <laughs> Young Z told me that he did the track. You know, I got 800,000 for that bitch. Like, yo, don't you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just because he was being stand up, just coming straight to it. Like, let's get out that, that out the way. Right. You know, that's what I enjoy, man. I'm one of those guys. Right. Just talk to me. Right. I can handle it if you talk to me. Right. If you tell me the truth, I can really handle it. So, you know, you know what the beauty of today is? Me and Tali squashed that, by the way. Me right. and Tali squashed that. He, he said to me, yo, man, I didn't know cannabis. And we hugged. Because he he said that. If he didn't say, I he tried to say what you said. It was like, yo, you know, he's a rapper. Like, all that type of shit. Yeah. If he would have said that, my dudes, we were standing there. It was going down. I had never been so angry, man. Because they knew about the story. Right. K Solo brought him in the room. K Solo said, hey, bitch, look what I got, man. I got Talib. <laughs> <laughs> it was fucking nuts. <laughs> it was nuts. Talib was working out to his shit. Man, yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. give a fuck, yeah. dog. I was in dog shape, too, yeah. man. You hear me? And I was so angry because yeah. of what happened behind that. Right. But he cleaned it up real fast, and I was right there with him mopping the floors with him because I was mopping floors behind that stupid shit. Right. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> but rap, rap, rap just put me in a lot of pretzels is what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> but, but here's the thing. The beauty of today is um, for you to address or for people to get to know you, you had to go through platforms or places that would be more interested in what they could sell than what you're actually saying. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you, it's hard for people to get to, back in the days, I, I felt like there was a, a real gap between fans and artists because other than their music, you didn't know much about it. Mm -hmm. You know, unless you knew somebody that was in their neighborhood or grew up with them or a family member or whatever. It was intentional. It was so, like that on purpose. So you were left to the imagination or the publications 
that spoke on artists. Mm -hmm. And if they put something out there or they make, made something look a certain way, that's what it was because we didn't have the connection to say, yo, is this true? You know what I mean? Mm. That's why I say people say to people, if you if you feel a way about a story that's out about you, an unchecked lie becomes the truth. Mm. Sometimes you, if it if it bothers you, you're not above it, so you should address it. You feel me? Mm. Yo, 100%. So so now when people watch this, they'll be like, yo, I, I get it now, yo. Mm -hmm. Yo, y'all made Polo made the call. Y'all go back. Right. You responded, man. You made it happen, right? That's what our people need to do. So y'all are a shining example of what needs to be done. I couldn't have done what the two of you did. I couldn't have made it happen all by myself, right? right. You danced with me about things. You didn't put me in no thin eyes by myself. Right. You made sure that you were conscious of knowing, like, yo, I did fuck with you, bitch. I listened to your shit, nigga. Like, yo, you inspired yeah. me to do whoop, whoop, whoop. Yeah. Not even knowing that I was inspiring. All I was doing was presenting my resume to the hip-hop world at large, you know, both in America, overseas. I'm Jamaican. I should be doing reggae music, rap, dance, but I just loved it. Rap! Right. I loved it what rap was doing, how the slang, how we was able to do things. I just wanted, I chose rap. Yeah. But I'm Jamaican, like Kelly Rags do reggae rocker, but he switched it over to, he could, he could dance, right? But rap, man. And I was like a part of all of this, what rap turned into. Yeah. And to see y'all doing what y'all do, like I wasn't ready for the battle with disaster. Yeah. You know, aside from the fact that my shoulder was ripped out the socket, right. you know, but at the same time, I wouldn't have been ready anyway. I could have been able to dance a little bit better, right. but I wouldn't have done Mentally. much better because y'all that needed training, training coach. What y'all do, like you say, yo, this yeah. is rap. That's why rap, I, I, tell, diet. I tell any artist that's gonna get into that, yo, sit with a battle rapper for, right. for like a week, two weeks. Let's start the school, man. That's what your career needed early on, too. Yeah. That's what I keep hearing. You battle need that's school. what it needed. Start the school. You needed somebody back in the day when you first got started to really walk you through what was about to happen. Nigga, right. where were you at, man, when I needed you? <laughs> <laughs> Everything you say is right in the Zach. Not, right. not far away. I hear I hear your interaction with L, the right A and R on your team would have told you, look, this is what's about to happen. Don't take it personal. It's fine. Go in this room, do this one, two, when we leave, we'll take care of it. Don't express nothing out there. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of things that you went through. I hear a lot of misunderstandings through the circuit of your career. Mm. A lot of things that could have been easily corrected with a couple of conversations. Right. Um, a, a, a heavier hand on your on your on album your making process. Mm. No, bro, you need a hook. No, I have to teach you how to make an album for for the radio because your competition lives there and he's gonna stomp you if you don't know how to play. Mecca, you need to learn how to play. You know I respect you, Mecca, just because of how I've been paying eye contact with you and attention to you. You're 100%. I just don't want it to turn into something where it's like Clef didn't do the best that he could have with me. Because of why Clef and the Fools is Jerry Wonder, Fraz, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. you know, John Forte at the time, the band. I want to send a shout out to the old Fuji's band, the Refugee Band, the right. all the arts, the instruments, the instrumentalists, mm -hmm. the geniuses. Clef was the only one that introduced me to the world. All this talent you're talking about, that y'all be talking about, y'all be coming beat me in the fucking head that I had, whatever. Right. Clef was the only one that mm -hmm. said, all right, yo, listen, I need you in the studio right now. I was in Justin's, the opening grand opening of Justin's. Right. Jay-Z, you know, was there. Right. And he, he said to me, Cannabis, he said, Cannabis, I turned around. And I only knew of him, I knew of him from, you know, Souls of Mischief, Jay, Jay got busy with it, man. Come on, ain't no nigga, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying, reasonable doubt. Like, come on, you right. knew who Jay-Z was. Right. But the thing is, I didn't know anything about him, like, off-duty. Mm -hmm. Clark told me that, because Clark is what Clark can. Shout out to Clark. Yeah, shout out to Clark. And, and Peter Panic, and Peter Panic, right. Triple OG. Mm -hmm. He's got to that Tri status now. Triple OG. Yo, Peter Panic, he said, uh, he said uh, Clark was like, um, Clark was like, yo, Jay-Z is going to be God, cannabis. 
Jehovah. He's going to be Jehovah. And he used to say this to me when I was young. And I'm thinking it had to do with rhymes and I'm thinking it had to do with ability <laughs> and stuff. I didn't understand business, you know, chess playing. I had no idea, you know, intellect, you know what I mean? Cerebral acuity. I had no clue, right? So Jay is at opening, grand opening justice. He says, this is ribbon cutting. This is the grand opening. Right. Puff happy, you know. We all happy, man. He goes, uh, I think like Donald Trump used to come through, man, and like say, drinks on me. And like, dude, he used to do stuff like that for the for the like the rappers that was out there getting it. That's how we knew like Trump and stuff. We didn't right. see things get political and get thrown out the windows. So like, man, we was just we was coming up and coming through a type of thing where the only color that mattered was green. green. Yeah. That's all that we were seeing. Right. So anyway, Ho was like, yo, cannabis. I turned around. He had, a, he had on all, all white. I don't know if it's rayon or silk. I can't remember. I can't tell the difference. You weren't coaching. He had on a, uh, he, had, he, had, he had the uh, wine glass in his hand, white wine. He was like, yo, cannabis, you ready for what this game going to do to you, man? So me thinking it was just rapping and rhymes, I said, hell yeah, I'm ready. Looking at this nigga, man, like, like, I didn't know what he was talking about, what he meant. At the moment that I said, yeah, hell yeah, I'm ready. Clef, I feel a hand goes like this, turn me around. Clef, he goes, you know, Lil Dre's shit, he said, cannabis? He said, yo, where you been, man? I've been looking for you, man. Listen, man, I need you in the studio right now, man. I got this going to November record. I need you in the studio right now. So me knowing that, yo, this is Clef from the Fuji's, like I bought Brandon on reality, right. but the Fuji's went somewhere else. Oh. And let me tell you, they was like the Beatles, man, right. overseas, man. People can say whatever they want. Right. When I was able to go from like D&D, right? Universal put me in some good studios, but Sony started taking care of everything. And I started going to the Hit Factory, Chung King, you know, it was Unique Quality, you know, no better than Unique Quality, Hit Factory, Sony. Yeah. The big know, rooms. Chung King, right, the right. big houses. Getting on presidential class, you know what I'm saying, Virgin, you know what I'm saying, all that stuff. I think I might have done the Concord, I can't remember, all right? When I started doing stuff like that, he introduced me to the world. Gone to November, like video, single, made it a single, let me rap, put the chain around my neck with the fucking stones in it. You know what I'm trying to say? Like people say what they want and there was no funny business going on. Right. Like he did that as a, you know what I'm saying, Caribbean, you know what I mean? Like if I don't, it was a Caribbean connection, stuff like that. He did that to basically say, look, man, they trying to cook you if you don't know, <laughs> yo, but, but look, he didn't say that to me, but it's like he felt that in his all. Like, yo, they gonna cook you, man. Let me take your ass overseas, man, and show yeah, you some man, stuff man. and calm you down. Right. And his process of calming me down was records like Let's Ride and What's Going On. And you know what I mean? The problem was I didn't have somebody like you that could have been like, all right, listen, y'all yeah, want five second round knockouts with just different people. Yeah. Put that on the album. Mm -hmm. Clef was trying to get me to, you know what I mean? That's it. Remember, it sold 20 million albums, Hoffa. No, you know no, what I'm saying? I, At I that time, I understand. my label was doing anything for I understand. But who you were to the people who was going to stand online outside of Virgin Mega at six in the morning and get your album that morning. True. You know. You know what I mean? It didn't translate in that project. I right. met Nas because of Clef. That's Bink. the only time I ever met Nas. What did Bink say? Bink, Bink was here. He yeah. we asked him why he why he didn't work with you. He said uh, you went on tour with the Fugees and never came back. Yeah, he said. He said he heard. He heard. Yeah, he was like, oh, he on tour with the Fugees. Fugees oh, this yeah, he's never, never coming, coming back. back. What's wrong with that? Yeah. Yeah. What's wrong There's with nothing that? wrong with What's that. What's wrong yeah. with that? Like I was Beautiful. 19, 20. What I'm saying to you is like I met Nas for the first time because of with the Fugees, and Nas told me. That when he heard the, you know, DMX, you know what I'm saying, Nori Candy up at Flex, he pulled over the car on the on the on the turnpike and listened to the jump and was like, he was like, yo, what you drinking, cannabis? I said, Grandma, yay, right? Cause that's what, you know what I'm saying, that's what I had started with. Uh -huh. And um I left that alone. But yeah. but uh Snap. he said, he said, yeah, right? Yeah. But he said, um, he said, uh he said, I pulled over cannabis. He said, you know, I ordered that. It came. He was like, he said, yo, cannabis, man, I had to, to turn around and go back to the crib, God. 
I was like, what I was going to do in the studio that night, it wasn't going to make it, man. I went back to the crib. Nah, I said that to you. You didn't have to. I'm telling you what I experienced because of Clef. When I came out of the room with Nas, the little lounge area stepped out. Maxwell's cannabis. Hey, Maxwell. I'm like, yo, my piss love this nigga. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wouldn't even believe me if I was sitting in front of this guy, right? right. One time, I saw Haley Barry. Hold on, it was Eric Benet. I came out the studio. I didn't. I knew the name, but I didn't know who he was exactly. Right. And um, he was like, "Yo, Canvas, man, I really like your music coming out of the Hit Factory." He's like, "I really like your music." Yo, brother, such that he was talking, and then I see Haley coming down behind him, as if I was looking right behind him, feel the vision. She was coming down the sidewalk, so I was just looking at her. Yeah, I didn't know they was together. <laughs> this was, it was so new because. I'm trying to tell you how crazy it was that Eric Benet was talking to me. I didn't know who he was really. And because I was hearing that all the time, I didn't care. I saw Halle Berry. Shout out to Eric, man. I didn't know you the man. You was the man. Right, you was right, the man. I right. just didn't know. Right. She was coming down. So she walks up behind him. I don't know. She grabbed his booty or something. And she, you know, she holding on to him. And then I realized, like, oh, she with him. And yeah. I just felt so stupid. Because yeah. then I was like, oh, yo, yeah, we can work together. We can do something. You know? But it was, that kind of stuff was happening. Right. Clef was made, or he opened all them doors for me. Right. I don't, yo, I love Clef for that, man. I, the Fuji's, I, yo, I, Jerry. I love Clef. They opened me up to see all That's that. That's the homie. Yeah, yeah. So, so the, look, even if things, went sour or go sour, whatever. I got those memories, man. Mm -hmm. You understand? Now, the guy that, you know, does the thousand mixtapes and, you know, gets the album that what, I mean, yeah, look, Can I Bust is platinum. It's not gold no more. Right. I think it's double platinum. It's double platinum. 25th year anniversary. Nice. Clef didn't do a bad job the way that hip, hip hop went a little bit too hard. They never sat and thought for a second. Everybody said what cannabis could have been but wasn't none of them trying to help except Clef. You mm -hmm. see, the ones, the, the, the producers that's probably slamming it, nah, fuck that, I, I was trying you to say- You scared too many people, bro. Yeah. You scared too many people. I mean, I mean, you scared the shit out of niggas. You just heard, did you hear what Don just said? But what you just said? How many other rappers you think felt like that when you came around? That was major too. Help uh, this nigga. But like him. Help me. This nigga's here. <laughs> <laughs> help me. He's a threat. He's here now. Help He's me. Somebody help me. Look, all he you had to do was just give me Halle Berry and leave me alone. Let me be <laughs> I, I like to do other things too. It wasn't just the battle rap. Right. I was really interested in other things. Right. You know what I'm saying? You were a young man. Yeah. Getting to know yourself. Yeah, I was trying to, I was trying to navigate through all this. And then I had this monster on me that, that you know, the, the institutions on me was like, and I, yeah, I jumped out the window with that because that's because I was trying to get grandma cribs. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm trying to hold my brother down and show him, yo, why, yo, I'm gonna do it, man. Watch. You know what yeah. I'm saying? All the dreams we had. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Trying to prove to my father that yo, I can do this. Right. Two, you know what I mean? Two things. I remember my father, he's Jamaican. I'm gonna say this and shut up. He no. got in the car, he was like, yo. So Jeremy, man, so I'll come in and see you upon MTV, man. Wow. <laughs> 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 Yo, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. I, I'm supposed to be on MTV like it's a process, man. Right, you know right. what I'm saying? Like I had I had a lot of other things on my head. Right. So when faced with any opposition like how you've been through it, right. you go through that wall, man. Yeah, you, you don't do. have a choice. Yeah. And I did it, but I didn't do it knowing the collateral damage. Mm -hmm. Right. I was I was young and I was trying to go with the culture. I was doing it the best way I knew how. And I know there was wise elders, man, that could have. I'm going to say this. Shut up. Biz, God rest his soul. Rest in peace. Rest he did peace, a show. Man. K Solo. Sean P was there. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Eventually, like, you know, with your help, whatever podcast how it was, I could give you the footage. We had the footage. We was all in the, in the session, the green room together. Biz mm. goes, Biz tells me the story about. He's talking because we held him down. Uh, he was headlining the show, Copenhagen. Joel Ortiz was there. Copenhagen. So, yeah, Copenhagen. Yeah. So um, uh, Biz, Biz started having difficulty halfway through his set. Yo, we jumped to the stage and we started holding him down. Right. When he got the You Got What I Need, man, he didn't have to say a word. We, right. You know what I'm saying? And all the other way, I know yeah. we held him down. Yeah. I'm talking about instinctively because yeah. he was having trouble. 
Not to say he can't do it, but just that night. Yeah. It just it wasn't on the nose for him. Right. Yo, we jumped on the stage. We had, we already had our mics. She's like, yo, 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 you, you, my man, cool, cool rock V. And we, you know what I'm saying? Right. And we held him down. Then it was over. He was happy. We jumped to the rescue without a word. Right. Made it a show. Everybody way in. Then we got back to the green room. He's sweating. He's like, yo, man, yo, he's happy. You know what I'm saying? Biz was like, Biz said, uh, he said, you're cannabis, and he jumped right into it. I was really just kind of enjoying the moment. Sean right. P was there, K Solo, and he, but he jumped right into it. You're cannabis, man, the beats, man. <laughs> like, yo, you just needed the producers. Yo, he jumped right into it. I said, Biz, come on, man. He said, no, nah, I'm telling you. you just need... I said, well, Biz, where were you? Because I got Biz a check for the um, take this job and shove it, Joan. Right. The check was like a heavy check. Right. 50 bands. That's not sneaker money. Right. You know what I'm saying? I got biz that check. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, where were you when, when, when all that was going on? Where were you? Right. I didn't go that way with it. That was in the mind. I did right. ask him once, like, but Biz, like, where were you when I needed the beats? What you talking about? Right. Biz looked at me, said, yo, Biz, he understood what I said. Biz was always fair. He looked at me, he blinked like this. He said, yo, cannabis. And he started explaining something to me about you know what I'm saying? Like with him and Kane, and he wrote some joint and, and, and he had to come out with it, but then he had to wait. And something with him and Kane, it was something that y'all would love to know. Right. But Biz had to, he went through a similar situation and told me how he had to push through it. And everybody was like this. And it was something serious, not serious come to blow serious, but it was something that, damn, I didn't know Biz. Kane wrote that for Biz, or I'm not gonna say Biz wrote for Kane because Kane didn't need nobody help, right? But there was something with a beat or a track and a hook. Mm. And Biz had something he was telling him. Right. And um, and it was like if he would have listened to Biz, he would have been able to do that. Cause remember, Biz was doing when we was in Copenhagen doing, I don't know, Biz was doing it. Right. Mm. When last time I saw Biz, Biz was had like the Tesla Jones looked good. He was his fate, he looked great. Right. I was happy for him. Right. I got out the car with him, got out the Panamera joint. He was over there by the television. He said, Yo, cannabis sucks. I turned around. <laughs> Yo, Biz was funny, man. I love Biz. Yeah. I miss him. Rest in peace, man. I just want to say, like, for a lot of the what the message I'm getting from your journey is, and, and this is the message for like young artists, right, that's coming in the game, is that <clears throat> number one is to not be afraid to embrace your talent, right? Mm. That's number one, embrace your talent um, and propel that shit to the furthest extent. Mm. Past the pinnacle, 100%. right? And, and, don't, and don't, don't ever inhibit yourself from what you can really do. Also understanding who your influences are, mm. right? When you, whoever your influences are and you meet them, right? Understand that there's always an agenda going on. Mm. Right. Always understand that somebody who's in the ivory tower and you're where you're at and you're trying to get to the ivory tower, there's always a gen an agenda between those These two points. Towers of glass and steel, you're 100 percent. Right. So now so now what happens is, like you said, with that first meet of you and LL Cool J and that handshake and everything. This is my personal opinion. There's a threat coming. It's just like the army is just like war. There's a threat approaching. Mm. We can see it mm. coming up on the beach. Mm. You see it two miles out, two kilometers out. There's a mm. threat coming. Mm. How are we going to combat that? Mm. Right? Not saying anything against LL. I love LL. He's a legend. Mm. But this is the thought process mm. with these institutions. Mm. We, yeah, have protect, protect we have to protect our investors. Right. It's a business. It's a business. It's a business. You know what I'm saying? So for all the young artists out there, understand mm. who you're dealing with. Keep on like working yeah, no, on your just, craft, honing your craft. never forget... At the end of the day, it is a business. Somebody keeps the lights yeah. on at yeah. in these institutions right. that you might be trying to. <clears throat> yeah. I, I, now, now I'm, on top of that, I think um, I think I just think a lot of people wanted to see you fail. Mm. And and there's nothing. There's something wrong with a person wanting someone else to fail that didn't do you. You don't wrong. know. But it's like but you don't know, right? It's like it's like stepping on a court with uh with Jordan. You know what I mean? Ron Artez accidentally snapped a couple of Jordan's ribs. I don't did you know what that happened? No. It happened, you know? No, I know that. 
The right. ball players know. Right. He accidentally snapped a couple of his ribs on a like a uh a, a like a scrimmage, mm-hmm. right? And yo, everybody was there was mad because I did a, a like an album with Ron. Ron's meta meta world peace. Meta world, meta world peace. peace shout, right? shout out to Meta World Peace. peace. Shout out yeah, to shout Jordan. Out. Right. It was an accident. He got excited and he snapped a couple of his rib. Meta World Peace was like Dennis Rodman, he was solid. Like, like one yeah. of them freight train type guys right. where he don't really know his strength all right. the time. Right. Accidentally injured him. Snapped a couple of ribs. The hate that came his way after that, it was just like me with second round knockout. And y'all didn't even know that. But that's what happened. So I don't know everything about Metal World Peace and his stats or whatever. Like my brother knows the game crazy. He can tell you all the stats, everybody's stats. But I can tell you this. After that, play the tape. Metal World Peace world kind of changed. Mm. When, whenever y'all saw his stuff changing a little bit, because he was still that guy. It was after that little scrimmage, that accident. Right. That's what happened, man. Well, sometimes he, he just... He can't say that because, you know, I feel you. you There's how you see yourself, and then there's how people, see, people see, you. see you. And as much as everybody wants to be real, you have to pay attention to how other people see you. Because then you'll understand motives and, and, and the way certain people move. Mm. You'll get it. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I used to wonder why, yo, why the fuck, every time I go out and I meet niggas, they want to tell me all their war stories. <laughs> why these niggas, yeah, yo, yo, see, was over here, da, da, da. you know what I mean? Yo, I had to come out mm. with the thing. Now, well, why, my nigga, I laid a couple of down, but you know what it is. And I started to realize, oh, these niggas see me as that. So they want to they wanna impress it's me with perception of me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's why they keep well, talking to me. Talk to me about Halle Berry, man. Don't talk to me about no <laughs> rap. Talk to me about that kind of stuff, man. Because the rap <laughs> stuff, I've done enough of it. Been around enough of it. I really could just add on to somebody with rap, dealing with rap. That's all I could do. Right. I never got to the situation where I had like Wyclef power or mobile power. Where mm-hmm. I could like sign an artist and put them on. Mm-hmm. You know, I helped a lot of artists get on, feature on records. My new record, man, I got Max and Issa, you know, Cali's already established, but you know, Marco Polo, like we doing things to where you will, I know we're gonna do jokes together, but you know, got a joint with Nems. Like we, we, I'm doing things that are working with artists. It's not my stuff, it's just mm-hmm. I'm doing that all the time. But when the niggas see me, just don't talk to me about that. Like that's all I care about because you mm-hmm. got to be crazy, man. Like. I'm no. a captain. I'm a captain. I'm not talking to you. Yeah. I'm really talking to them. I'm a captain. You know what I mean? I, I, you know what I mean? I captain a 50-foot yacht. You know what I'm saying? I have certifications for, you know what I'm saying? Heat and ventilation and AC. You know what I'm saying? I can drive strikers, lab 25s. You know what I mean? I get right. busy with five tons as well. You know right. what I mean? Like, I'm like, two weeks from getting my CDL. Like, there's so many things I can but do. But would you want somebody to run up on you while you're out and talk, talk about that? No, now, though. This is now. Right. I'd rather somebody talk to me. As a as a human that has skill sets that's trying to be human, you know, talk to me as a human that's bro, trying I'm to sorry. be human. I'm sorry, yeah, no, you, yeah, sorry, no. I'm sorry. You signed up for the wrong shit. Yeah, no you one, no one, no one shit. went through Bruce Lee's hedges to talk to him about bonsai trees. Bruce Lee's gone. But, this, my, but no, no, no. But this, what but I'm your, saying. this was your metaphor from earlier on. People used to go into Bruce Lee's house and challenge. Nobody's Look, going into your house to challenge man, to my, talk to you about my man trees. hands. You know, shout out to Coney Island. Went out of state, attempted living a normal life. From the stuff that we did in battle rap, I would tell him all the time, like, yo, you trying to be, you trying to be Douglas? A million people know you as Brooklyn Hands. Mm. Mm. You, you trying to be Douglas? Okay, all right. It is what it is, bro. You accept that. Yeah. It comes with it. You, you're the one that's gonna start this school and give them that time out safe space, man. Somebody's gotta do it. You're most equipped to do it. Start the school. Give these people that that intermediary, you know, that intermediary, they call it like a, it's intermediary. You give them that place to be, to learn these things. What you telling me, man, look, I'm already kind of like past the gamut. Like, (laughs) Like I told you, man, look, 
moon cruise outside. Like Rakim loves the moon cruises. Right. Moon cruise outside. Right. You know what I'm saying? I don't got my keys on me now. You know, S Coop in the airport garage when I go back. Right. 50 foot yacht in the marina. Right. I'm the captain. Right. You understand what I'm trying to say? Like, I'm already past all that to where I'm doing it for a reason that's superficial. I'm not doing it to try to get on. No. Sometimes a lot of people think because of what happened to me in my career that, yo, man, I missed out on something. I had it all. Mm-hmm. Not what these the, the, the mega moguls got, but who who else has had what the mega moguls got except the mega moguls? Right. Double OG situations over here. Mm-hmm. We're trying to get the triple OG. The school. School will get us there. School will get us We're there. That about school. It. You build a school, about that'll it. get us there. Talk about it. What? All right. I, had I guess I'm opening the school, y'all. Professor Hoffa. What, what what can we expect in the future? Mickey Fax started a school. Yeah. And, shout out um, to Mickey Fax. Shout out. And uh, Mickey, Mickey did a joint where he had a, a course. He had the course, it was hip-hop course. Your name came up in the course. He also got one assignment that he gave out and asked a question about, you know, the funk master flex with X and cannabis and Nori. And he just asked about X and cannabis. He said, yo, okay, I need y'all to describe the difference between imagination and realism and realist imagination mm. and then they went to it and he showed me footage of it and i couldn't believe my eyes man people you know what i mean really go to this course to take it on if sensitive he was like yo man cannabis talking about shit that ain't even real you know what i'm saying this nigga talking about he hit you make your shoulders touch and some that shit ain't real man dmx yo was coming with that yo what the want you no get him Ten niggas on him. Oh God, with him like yo. Yeah. And then the other guys like yo, man. Cannabis is rhymes is just so ill, man. He, all he can do is is make up stuff to try to tell you how ill he is. It made me so happy though, right. like in my mind, like yo, I can't believe somebody doing this. I love Mickey Fax for yeah. that. Yeah, and not not being not being to you about rap. That's why they talk to you about rap. But look, not That's being cool. vain. I only was trying to put my resume and say, can I rap with y'all? That's all it ever was. I just wanted to get off the benches and play with the with, with the dudes that I liked. Redman. And you know what he did? He let me rap my 50 bars. Now look, the fans will never forgive me if I don't ask you about that cypher. Which one? X. Wow. Big pun, Mike Geronimo. At the table. Wow. And Jimmy Bronx Cafe. Wow. Yeah. What do you want to know if I can remember everything? I can't remember everything because I was really in this much I know about it. I had the Cartier's on with no frame. Mm-hmm. So it was just the jump and the holding on to the lens. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Them things were like $2,500, man. Mm-hmm. I just bought them. How did you, know you, how did you get and there? I, that it, look, it wasn't a problem either. I had yeah. the chain on. I was chilling. Right. How did you really get good. there though? How did you get in how that space? Get, how did all of y'all? Who, yeah. Yeah, how did that happen? You yeah. heard about the cipher? You just pulled up like you was hungry. I think a guy called Torre who ended up doing a lot of things had set that up because we knew he was all there for Torre. My good twin brother, Torre. You know him? That's no, my good wait, twin brother. You know, Tell about Torre. Torre no. with, with, with the royalties off. For the he talking about like, 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 Torre. Like, oh, like, oh my God, Torre. Not the young boy. I'm so trying to find out where the royalties are for that fucking round table, Definitely man. a different Torrey. So that, that's that's like a, Torrey set it up. He set it up. All I know yeah. is we was there, he was like, what's it for? He was like, it's Torrey, he's the guy, he's on CNN and all that all the time. Right, right. That one. That Torrey, yeah. the license, bro. Huge. Yeah. Huge. He, all I knew is we was there for Torrey. That picture. And then that Rhymes picture. just started breaking out. Who who rapped first? Who said it? Everything was for Torrey. <laughs> Torrey was handling the whole thing. He was, it was his camera. It was, it was, we was there for him. He, he bought the, 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 he was just sitting at the table, his food coming when he wanted to eat. Torrey knew what did, he was did doing. You guys, did you guys have conversations at the table? Torrey had us all sit there and spill our guts, man. Food was coming, drinks. He did, he was the drink champs 95. What was that, 96? 97? Wow. He did the drink champs 97. Drinks coming, the herb was going. You know what I mean? Wow. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All we wanted to do was rap. Now, if I said anything cocky, listen, man, the second round knockout verse that I know I rhymed there, I kind of yeah. wanted to just rap and get out of there. I wanted to go see something that looked like Halle Berry. 
You know what I'm saying? I didn't want to be there. I didn't want to be there. So, so what happened was, no, no, just something yeah. like that. Yeah, right. So, 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 I'm trying to make it understandable. Right. So, so, but what happened was, I only said that because I said that rhyme because it was easy for me to remember. I had so many I was recording, and and pun was nasty, and so was X, and I wasn't trying to go through no fucking funk master flex 145 minute rap. I just right. wanted to do something definitive and get it over with. I, I did that rhyme at the at the House of Blues, and Shaq almost fell over the second floor when it when it when it happened. Rakim was performing that night. And when I did second round knockout on stage at the house, it was a rocket launcher, basically. Like you come in a room, niggas is fronting this shit. The second round knockout was like, yo, clear. I cleared the room out with that, right? right? <laughs> so at House of House of Blues, Rakim was supposed to perform. He, he did perform. But yo, when I when I did that and the crowd went so crazy, anybody who's there tell you, Shaq, Shaq almost fell over the second floor jump because he was he was into it and he's so big and so tall yeah. that he leaned and his man's and had to grab him and pull him back. Right. That really happened. Right. And shout out to Shaquille O'Neal, right? Shout out to right. Shaq, right. Shaq, he one of the mogul guys. He one of the triple OGs. Right. So Shaq, so did what I did was or what happened was so crazy, yo man. It was like a hundred, like a an hour and a half intermission before Rakim touched the stage, man. He didn't go on like five minutes after what I did. It was so much energy in the House of Blues. It was an hour and a half. Now, I love Rakim, mm -hmm. right? And I'm telling you, at that age, I wasn't even able to take that in. I can only say that to you now because it really did happen. You know what I'm saying? A minute, an hour and a half, man. Let's just keep it all the way above. Yeah. Rakim didn't touch the stage for an hour and a half. Not because of me, but because the people left, man. People man. went outside. Niggas, niggas wanted to get you the fuck out of here. No, man. Bro. <laughs> niggas <laughs> wanted to get, get this nigga the fuck out of here, man. This nigga's, this nigga's killing everything, dog. What we going to do about this nigga, man? Yo. Yo, we need somebody to just get this nigga out of here. <laughs> Y'all remember you saying on the radio, nah, don't go nowhere, dog. Come back with me. Niggas <laughs> 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 trying to just ease their way out the cycle. Like, when did that happen? Um, who was you talking? Was it? It was either Nori or or X. You said CNN that CNN is one of the dopest albums yeah. in hip hop. Right, it's all Rodega is my favorite. If yeah. I ever get my hands on that instrumental, Rodega, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to yellow tape it. There it is. I'm gonna yellow tape. There it is. There it is. You know what I mean? There it is. Yeah, yeah. shit there you is. just did. Yeah, that interview there you is. just gave. That shit that got you in trouble your whole career. <laughs> no, I love the track. That, I understand. I understand. <laughs> I understand. But that those words from you, if I ever see that shit. I'm a yellow tape. That's like a nigga coming home from prison talking about yo. If I ever catch that son, nigga, in fact, son. that shit is scary. Yeah, you, you know I love Nori. Yeah. Me saying it because CNN, right? Come on, no, 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 no. Nobody said. Nobody said. We all understand just, why. We all see the and, love. And this is what I'm saying, cannabis. You don't see how other yeah. people see you. You like a friendly grizzly. <laughs> like, who expects yeah. the grizzly not? If a grizzly is running up on you, like, oh shit, I'm gonna die. Meanwhile, it just wants to come up and like, yeah, just what you guys doing over here? Yeah. Yeah. Can, yeah. I, yeah. can I rap yeah. you? Can I rap you? And niggas is like, yo, some fucking grizzly. What did I do? What did I do to Diz in the battle? After it was all over, whatever, I knew. No, we don't got to. No, I'm just saying, I knew it was Diz moment. You know, it's a battle rap dude. Uh, yeah, that was yeah. his moment, right? Uh, I didn't try to step on on it, did I? I gave it up. I, I literally was trying to, like, all right, man, passing the torch in a way, if it meant anything. Yeah, I, I don't uh, remember. Nobody's questioning yeah. your, your intentions. <laughs> big, I, big, big, I am big, a teddy bear, man. Yeah, nobody's, no, yeah, yeah, but big, you present big. like a grizzly. I'm Jamaican. What do you want me to do? But this, but, but this is what I'm telling you. You got to be able to pick up on how other people see you. That's what we want you to I'm going to go to your school. When you build it, okay. I'll let you know. It is. I just wanted to say this. At the beginning, like the one of the best battle rappers in the world told you he was influenced to come and to the place and stand outside the battle. Eminem, from my experience, because you know, we all the same age, so I grew up listening hard. Eminem looked up to you. You know what I'm saying? And I heard you say um things about like uh, I think 
M was coming from a point of trying to make you rap again and come out and get you back in that light. I don't mm. think it was like malicious. Malicious. I think he looks up to you. Mm. And LL Cool J saw you coming. So LL is, you know, people will argue it, you know, but the best rapper, you know, the best rapper that's ever been, Eminem has is arguably the you know another best rapper that has ever been. He one of the best battle rappers that have ever been, and all three of these people, like the greatest rappers, yeah. saw you as something that they oh. needed to be aware well, of. I was taking shots at you for years. That, that alone years. speaks of your greatness and who Kevin Abyss is. It was just for the acknowledgement. Mm. Like, yo, <laughs> I'm a warrior. I look at you as a master warrior. Yeah. Acknowledge me. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can hear Eminem and see the pattern rhymes behind you. I mean, if you know hip hop, you listen to hip hop, you can hear Eminem and say, oh the yeah, punch, he listening to a lot of cannabis. The punchlines in it. He listening to a lot of cannabis. Bro, you, yeah. you and M collabing early in the game would have been fucking insane, bro. Like niggas' yeah. heads would have yeah. killed. Yeah. But I'm still there. You know what I'm saying? It's still there. Eminem could, Eminem, LL, it could be a phone call tonight. Your career is, we, our career is going to go as long as our life goes. Yeah, because we in a space now where you can just do what you want, bro. Yeah, it's not, not over. You do what you want. Careers, we ain't got to think about radio records. Over. We got to think, unless that's the path that you want to take, but you ain't got to think about none of that shit. Just be an artist. Just be the artist. I would just want to hear it. Mm -hmm. I would just got men, to hear what y'all would do together. You got men my age, his age, his age that followed you, mm. that we have kids. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So if you influence me right now with a new album, what you think you just did to my children? Well, baby, what you yeah. said was real true. You hear me, Chant? What you was talking about with that. Okay. I'm putting that out there. Listen. Smack, hell, he helped me out with the, yo, I heard X <laughs> say that smack. too. Yeah, Listen, smack, 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 sorry, man. Gat, 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 Every now and then, there's a there's a unique talent that raises the bar. We saw it with Rakim. Mm. We saw it with Nas. Mm. We saw it continue on with Big. Mm. Hove. Mm. Cannabis is in that list. Mm -mm. Cannabis is in that list. Believe it or not. Whether absolutely. you admit it or not. You're in that list. Freestyles how hard motherfuckers go with them shits. You definitely inspired a lot of people. Nah, I said it himself. The shit I wrote that night wasn't gonna make it. I had to go back. You raised the bar. You feel me? Mm -hmm. And I thank you for your contribution. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love. Cannabis in the building, y'all. Yeah, we right out. Right. It's hot for trap trapper turned smack rapper. Only smack rapper that you know is smack rappers. Got bars I can hang with the backpackers. Trap star, I don't hang with the backpackers. I'm in the hood with the work you heard. Making fiends leave earth you heard. Got your baby mama thirst you heard. Feel the flow, nigga, throw it in reverse. This the way you need to surf you heard.